0: live. Well,
2: welcome. Welcome, everybody, to T25CL Galaxy Talk Radio. I am, of course, your host, Rosalind Jordan-Mills with T25CL Galaxy Talk Radio here at Roswell's Corner. I hope everybody had a great day, great week, great month, great year, whatever the case may be. But you know how we always do it. You know, we always uh, express the great things that T25CL is looking to do and will continue to do as we strive to make things in this entertainment world, this this educational world, everything in this world, a a better place, bringing you great news, great music, entertainment, and being in the know, okay? Um, Of course, T25CL, we are an innovative company doing global distribution for independent music artists, film, spoken word, poet. Uh, Hey, you know, author. i got a couple of authors coming up on on our website, hopefully pretty soon. And, of course, uh, a whole lot of other things, great things, okay? Um, But um, it's been a great week. Um, Not too humdrum. okay? I hope everybody had a great week. Uh, so much in the news. Oh, man, well, I'm going hit on, to hit on a few topics today. Uh, I'm supposed to I have my girl from Atlanta uh, who's getting ready to do her movie uh, there down there in Atlanta. But unfortunately, she got tied up, uh, Julia Beasley. But we'll have her on uh, next time, okay? Uh, we're also going to have uh, Dr. Larry Carnes. He is still on his uh, mission there in Nigeria, Africa. And uh, he says he is ready and with bated breath to come on my show to let us know everything that he has done, everything that's transpired with him there in Africa, specifically Nigeria, uh, meeting with all of those uh, within the conference. And uh, uh, he's a, a speaker, motivational speaker. Uh, and has so much he wants to share with the world, and of course with our T25CL uh, community and family. Um, but of course, uh, I want you to come on, come on to my show. Everybody, log in to T25CL dot com and uh, go on to Roslyn's Corner if you want to call in. Call in at seven two four 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 seven four four four, and of course the all our ID is 120021# and 1 pound is your access code. All right, but of course, you know, you know how we do it here everybody. Um we're going to uh talk about a few topics here tonight and it's it's open forum. I mean, anything and everything's on the table tonight. Okay. But we're going to go through a couple of things cuz you know, I, I I listen to the news, I listen to CNN. Uh, you know, um uh, so much is going on out here in this world today, and you know it, it, it affects everybody, of course. Um, but but you know I wanted to start out with uh, um, our, our our gentleman uh, who's up there in the White House, Mister Forty Five, and 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 the thing of it is, and I know that we so heard so much in the news about how he was going to meet with uh, North Korea's Kim uh, Kim jong okay? Well, come to find out that the sources have said, and he already has done this, that uh, his CIA chief Pompeo met with North Korea uh, over the Easter weekend. Hey, how about that? They already started, the, the gears are going, all right? Um, But in the news, CNN had reported that CIA Director Mike Pompeo visited North Korea more than two weeks ago for a secret meeting with the leader, Kim Jong-un, and that was confirmed. Of course, Trump confirmed it today. Um, But Pompeo, who is uh, Trump's uh, nominee for Secretary of State, didn't take any officials from the White House or from the State Department with him on that trip, only intelligence officers. Uh, That's what one source has said. And then the White House, of course, had, this is before, had declined to comment on Pompeo's visit, which took place around, like I said, around April 1st, which was uh, Easter Sunday, right? And and that was first reported by the Washington Post, but the Post reported that Pompeo went on Trump's, uh, 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 on, as Trump's uh, envoy to lay the groundwork for direct talks between Trump and Kim uh, about North Korea's nuclear weapons program, okay, because he's trying to get him to stop bringing in the nukes, okay? So the two leaders are are, are set to meet uh, in late May, maybe early June, and what would be the first face-to-face encounter between a sitting U.S. president and a North Korean leader. Um, hmm, well, if Rodney had a little something, something to do with that, think about those things. But after ordering a barrage of missile test last year, which antagonized the international community, uh, Kim Jong-un was started in, you know, engaging in diplomatic uh, discussions over his nuclear program. And remember, even with the Olympics, he was over there. He sent uh, some of his representatives from North Korea to the Olympics because at first they were going to boycott them out of that, uh, if I, my sources are correct. But um, uh, the, 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 the story goes on and on. So, um, um, I got my, my callers on here. I got my girls on the line. I'm going to go ahead and bring them on in because I know they got a, a couple of things to say. Uh, is that Lisa and Alex I got on the line today? Yes. Good evening, everyone. Good evening. Good evening. How are you this afternoon or this
1: evening? I'm good. Good. Thanks. was looking forward to the show. I saw the topics that you're going to be covering. And as usual, uh, a good dose of current events, or looks like we're going to be covering tonight.
2: Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Because uh, you know, I, I always start out with what's happening in our, in our government and all the things that transpires. You know, I, you know what really comes to my mind. You know, with all this that's happening with the United States, with North Korea, with China, with Russia, all these things that, that, that's taking place. Man, I, I'm saying, well, we're here, we're on here on the West Coast. And I'm thinking about, you know, you see these movies about nuclear wars and how many of these government releases these nukes, one on one side and one on the other, you know, and, and, and you pray to God that, you, you know, it doesn't happen. You know, if it does happen, then it happens in your sleep kind of thing. Uh, but it's just crazy what's going on in our government. Like I said, they see they sent Pompeo over there on a secret mission, you know, uh, before anybody before even knew that he was over there. So this is what's going on right now. Have you heard, or you seen anything, or watched the news about this uh, meeting with Trump and the uh, North Korean president?
1: Lisa? I just saw a few. I just saw like a few clips on the news, but I haven't really caught much of it.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, actually, mm-hmm.
1: today is the first day of me hearing of it um, that he visited, you know, North Korea a few weeks ago. So mm-hmm. you know. Looks like they're moving yeah. kind of fast.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They he is moving the what you call it undercover right now. Okay. Yeah. I Heard
1: Trump say that he's going to go over there. I guess he's going to speak to South North Korea, Kim Jong Un, in a couple of Did weeks. hmm
2: Yeah. So they're they're setting up the meeting. Has already been set. Pompeo went over there with the you know some of some of the representatives from the intelligence Committee, community community and they set the groundwork for the meeting that should be uh late May early June so like it says an administration an administration uh official uh familiar with the uh, encounter with, with Kim had told this you know to uh the CNN uh the North Korean leader had been personal and and well prepared for the meeting but added that there was a, a striking point over the, you know, like the location of where they want to meet with Trump and, and, and um, you know, um, uh, Kim Jong-un. They, they, they still try to set that up because they ain't meeting here in the United States and they're not definitely not meeting over there in North Korea. Okay, so they're looking for mutual ground, which might be even South Korea, you know, that uh, mutual ground. But um, like, like they were speaking to the reporters, you know, Trump said that the five locations were being considered for the, like they call it the historical summit, but didn't, you know, elaborate on where that might be. So in the past few weeks, the U.S. officials have, you know, floated several possible venues, including uh, Mongolia, uh, their capital that I can, I'm not even going to try to pronounce, the militarized zone between North and South Korea, uh, a neutral uh, European capital, like maybe Stockholm or Geneva. Uh, a location at sea, they're talking about uh, on a ship. Uh, they're talking about Southeast Asia, including possibly Singapore or Malaysia. Uh, the South Korean capital of Seoul or the North Korean capital of yang, which, uh, you know, we can't see them going in the, into North Korea. <laughs> you might not come out. No, I won't. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Yeah, you, know, you got to come out. You talk about World War Three. um But like I said, there's tensions on the North Korean Peninsula stored in 2017 amid you know you know rapid progress in North Korea's missile missile and nuclear programs, culminating in an announcement of you know the Pyongyang yang that it now has the ability to strike the United States mainland. And you think about that. That people who listen to the news, you know. And I, of course you say, well, can you really believe all the news that you say, that you hear it? Um, might want to take a tidbit here. Uh, I don't know if uh, anyone saw that movie with Mel Gibson where he played this um, gentleman who knew about really who could read the newspapers and could read between the lines of what was really going on. And it's something like that in the news. You think about what's going on in this world and you take a, take a, tip it here, tip it there and put it together and you really think about what's really going on in this nation. Um we got Alex on the line. Alex, are you there? Uh yes,
0: yes. Good evening, Roslyn. How are you?
2: I am doing fantastic, phenomenal, phenomenal. That's <laughs> great. <laughs> great, great. Yeah, I I heard a little sis hat was so happy with her birthday party. Little, uh what you call? What y'all had little uh,
0: Balls,
2: what
1: you call them, light balls, <laughs> you know, Uh-oh, uh, balls. the Nisco balls, and <laughs> <Nisto balls. laughs> yeah, uh-huh. we had to so slide true. into that
0: 36 the right way. Yeah, oh
2: my God, she's 36. Miles. My goodness, all right, all right, well, she's enjoying herself, she is really enjoying herself right now, Thanks. honestly, you know. But um, what what do you think about what's going on here with North Korea and Trump and and his secret uh uh attaché Pompeo going in there and then nobody knows what's going on? But of course, Trump and the uh, intelligence community. What, what do you think about that, Alex? Well, well, you
0: you I just want I, you said it all earlier, but I want to bring up one other point. Right? Do you remember a couple of I think it's a couple of weeks now, about two or three weeks now. Um. Kim Jong Un went to South Korea.
2: You remember that? Yeah, because of the yeah because after the after the Olympics because I like I said earlier they, he sent representatives some of his athletes to the Olympics. I don't even know if they placed anything. You know, I think they were just yeah. there to show face.
0: Right, right. Well, his sister went there as his representative. But um, a couple of weeks ago, his um, his train went to South Korea and my thought is that Pompeo met him um while they were in while he was in South Korea because um the timeline is matching up to you know now they're disclosing Pompeo was in in North Korea or met with the North Korean leader i'm of the impression that it was when um uh, Kim Jong Un and his entourage went to south went to South Korea to meet the South Korean president for talks right
3: but yes. um
0: you know, I, I think that um, the main reason, this is just my opinion, the main reason why I think a lot of this is going on now outside of just diffusing the whole nuclear situation is the fact that the United States couldn't get China to comply with its demands on North Korea, so they have to find an, uh China probably told them that, you know, North Korea is one of our biggest buyers. They, they, they actually buy a lot of product from China, right? And um, China was not willing to step in as the um, mediator or or bad guy, for lack of a better word, um, for on, you know, on Kim Jong Un. So U.S. was left with no no option but to try to have
2: conversation with this dude. Yes, yes. And uh, Chief said he went to China. We're gonna bring Chief on the line. Lose on the line there. Hey, Chief, how you doing tonight?
3: My mama and
0: all.
3: <laughs> 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 yes, yes, yes. There's <laughs> yeah, a of phrase there. Yeah, he did go to China. He didn't go to South Korea. His sister went to South Korea. He went to China. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and see, and he was called into China uh, by the Chinese, saying, "Looky here." If you want to join the team, this is what you got to do. And it's all about, you know, he never was a nuclear threat. That was just bull crap thrown out there just to, once again, to fool the people of, of this world and this country. But the whole real deal is is North Korea is getting ready to join the global family. And it's all a part of the GCR, global currency reset, and everybody joining the team. North Korea, Iran, and even uh, Syria as well. So anybody who they put out there as the boogeyman right now really is not a boogeyman. It's uh, and and this is why the uh, director of the CIA went over to talk to him and said, "Look here, are right, you getting ready to cut it up with Trump? But here's the deal. We cool, China's cool, and you going to be cool." All right? So when Trump comes to the table, don't don't act crazy or nothing like that. You know, just smile in front of the cameras and then sign the dadgum paper. And so we can hit this freaking button and, and everything is cool. and you're all the way in the Kool-Aid, man. And, uh, so, and thing, Yeah,
2: because I, 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 I know that was one topic that we wanted to hit on on one of your shows is the global reset. When you talk about that, just yes, can you like really expound on that and how that's affecting um, the 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 world?
3: Oh boy! All right, this thing is it's much deeper than bringing economic equilibrium to everybody, to all the various countries, and uh, with everybody being Basel Three compliant, which means that. Anytime you print up a currency, it needs to be backed by gold or the natural resources of your country. But more than that, it's you know we touch about it a little bit on my shows. We can really go a little bit deeper, and I planned on going a little bit deeper this Saturday. I was thinking about um, my show being on Nasara N E S A R A the Depending the pending Law and what all that means. And I wanted to uh, get into that on Saturday. But, um, and it's like what I, I said on the Country Boys show the other night, was this whole thing is really a battle between good and evil. Or if you're a church-going person, you may call it the God and the devil, And uh, other than that, you might say good and evil and whoever that may be. Now, there's some other little intrinsic things in there who are the evil, who are the good and what's really controlling all of this stuff. And this can this this whole thing that's going on right now would make one hell of a movie. But this is a movie that's going on all over the world. But it's like the real freaking deal is a battle with a good needle evil. And it's all being covered by the, the GCR. Go ahead. Mrs. I,
0: you said it could make a movie and you know, what came to my mind that Go movie Angel, angels and demons.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what? And even over here at G25CL, we have something, um, a little bit heavier than that. Um, it's um, a, a script I got years ago, and it's, oh, what was the name of it? The battle between, uh, not God and the devil, but it might have been good and evil, but it was uh, showing that final conflict between God and the devil. And uh, the brother that, in L.A. that put this project together he was trying to get uh, Will Smith and Denzel to play God and the devil. And uh, they sent this thing to me to put it in a a funding package. And so, um, but no, this is Angels and Demons. Yeah, it's some of all of that. This is all uh, being tied back to the Masons, the Illuminatis, and mainly... Mainly the off planet people, the Anunnakis, who are really, really in control of a lot of this stuff, and that, which is controlling the governments, which is controlling um, uh, the churches and everything else, and the media. Everything that's going on right now is is being the you know that little. Wizard of Oz behind the curtain is being dominated by the off-planet people who have their little minions here on the planet in the form of uh, presidents and, and, and popes and prime ministers and, and all of this to do all the evil that's been perpetrated on this planet. But it's sort of like, uh, I mean, we even did it in United We Stand. This was all a part of it, and of course, t 25 C L represents the the good part, of course. But the the whole thing about eradicating poverty, this is one of the the main missions that the, the good people are doing right now, is to end global poverty, and this was the basis of United We Stand, was global poverty. And the good thing about United We Stand, you can look at it in several different ways. Damn good concert, or you could have been looking at it, the plight of women and children and with women um, uh, giving childbirth and 800 women dying a day uh, with the energy going out and and with these babies being delivered or dying in makeshift hospitals with, with flashlights. Or you can look at the overall global mission, which is eradicate poverty all over the planet. So the bottom line with all this is the battle between good and evil, and us little poor little citizens here that are on 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 this call tonight, and and millions and millions or more of us are just right in the middle of this Armageddon between good. And evil.
2: Very good, chief. Well, you know, let me let me um, let me um, reiterate, because I want to go back to it, because like you said, the structure of this nation and and the battle between good and evil is, I mean, it's in every core, every fiber being of, you know, a nation or a people. <clears throat> And Mm -hmm. even individuals, and you think about even with uh, Pompeo, you know, how he got into the position that he's in, because um, the CIA director's trip to North Korea came amid a major shakeup in Trump's administration, okay, because that's when Trump had fired Rex Tillerson as Secretary of State, you know, back in mid March or something right there, and nominated Pompeo to replace him as, you know, the, the top U.S. diplomat. So, shortly after that, the White, that's when the uh, White House had announced, you know, had, uh, had agreed for him. They didn't announce it because I, well, they announced that President Trump would agree to meet with Kim Jong un, <clears throat> you know, but here we think it's going to be somewhere mid May or June, but he sent Pompeo over there to set it up. But Pompeo will need approval from the US Senate before he even takes the role. But opposition has been growing on you know the committee voting him in, so he's not really voted in yet, you know, but he's still making these major moves when you think about major moves like this is being made in any top you know level of whatever the case may be, in any type of org- organization, and you think about the level that these individuals have and the power that they have that's given over to them um. And you think about all that can be done in this nation, like you know the 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 poverty, you know um, hunger and, and starvation, and you know um, all that's taking place in this nation. You think about what can be done, what is being done, and who who's pulling the puppet strings, and who are the puppets? Um, on uh, there's a, one senator said who's a member of the um, foreign relations uh committee said she couldn't even support Pompeo's nomination because she, she, she said I couldn't. I could. I, could uh, I continue to have a deep concern regarding Mr. Pompeo's uh, past statements and and uh, policy views, particularly in uh, regards to the LGBTQ community, American Muslims, uh, women's productive rights—in other words, abortion—and all these things that you know she, that she said he she had concerns with about with him. So um u.s republicans had made it clear that they will bring pompeo's nomination to vote in the senate regardless of the of the committee's findings or whatever you know the case may be which would uh, which would be unprecedented in the in the body's history when you think about the government and and this came up in the news too because with uh stormy daniels and 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 that other uh you know, model and and him meeting with billy bush on the bus and all this kind of stuff that uh you know, the more he is not a moral president. This is what uh, Comey said when he had his interview with George Stephanopoulos. He says Trump, he's not stupid. He's a brilliant man, business wise, but his morals are in the ground. He is not a moral president. Now, when he says that, he says the people. He says I look for 2020. For it to be a close, close race. Because we don't see nobody rising up right now. November's uh, voting will give a key to where this nation is going. When you think about um, uh, Trump and his morals, people are not going to really, they don't care about, you know, him being with that prostitute. They don't care about, you know, all these things that, that took place with him. Right now, they see him taking this country in a whole different direction. Now, (laughs) Lord Jesus, help me now. Help me, Lord. Um, When you think about about how he's running this nation, now, he's got some good, good points, okay? But he's got some bad points. They call him the mafia boss. He runs this country like a mafia boss. Now, if you think about The Godfather, and The Goodfellas, and, you know, all those things, all those movies, you think about the, the way the mob ran their organization, ran the mafia, even with the Mexican mafia. And you think about these big big heads of state, you know, heads of organizations. Um, can you see this? Because this is what I, when I, when I look at at uh, 45 face, this is what I see, you know? He's out to get you, okay? And when you think about his um, his, his uh, uh, upheaval in his own administration, because when he went in there, of course he went in there with, you know, his own, you know, um, people by his side. But then even those people that were by his side weren't up to all of those things that he was talking about. So he fired them. Paul Ryan, he's getting ready to step on down. Okay, so who's going to take his place? And they say even with Paul Ryan still being in the office that he's in, he could still make some type of change, something he could do. But they say that's very doubtful. So I'm going to pose that question to all three of you. What do you see when you see this gentleman? When you see 45, what do you see? And what do you, number one, what do you think he's contributing? And then number two, what do you think is the downfall? I'll start with uh, Lisa.
1: Well, when I see Donald Trump, I just see a a man who's lived his life, um, you know, pretty much getting his way and not really having any constraints and and being able to have so-called fixers his attorney, you know, Michael Cohen, fixers to fix anything that he does wrong. So I do believe he thinks he's above the law. Mm, And mm. one other thing, I don't think he was quite sure that he was going to win this election. I wholeheartedly believe he was going to bankroll this thing for as much as he could, but Mm -hmm. ended up winning the presidency.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly, because he was. He was shocked. He was. was. The whole Mm -hmm. nation was, really. But remember who came out the woodwork to put him there in the first place. Okay, so and you think about Trump. This man is—he's uh, seventy-one years old. He's always been a millionaire all his life. Okay, he doesn't know what poverty is. He knows what racism is because he uh, practiced a little bit of, of himself. You know, when he had those um, when um, rent out to um, people of color. So, so go ahead, Lisa. Go ahead. So, well,
1: that was pretty much it. I just. You
2: know, okay. All like right, all right. Okay, okay, all right. So Alex, give me your opinion. What
0: do you yeah. think? <laughs> Donald Trump? <laughs> oh mm-hmm. man. Um what why why do I think he was put here? Well, I before he got elected during twenty um twenty sixteen, Rothschild, Herman Rothschild wrote a wrote a um article about the state of the world right financially and <clears throat> i believe this is my opinion i believe that he was put there as a distractor right um to because he, donald trump comes with a lot of drama and a lot of you, you know baggage excitement right and it could and knowing the american people in general and it's just a generalization they're very fickle and they don't remember things, right? So whatever is happening in the moment is whatever they'll get caught up in. So Donald Trump is an expert at this, right? He he comes from television, so he's he's been placed there as a distractor to prevent people from thinking about what's really going on with them. That's what I think is uh, is going on with Donald Trump, and uh, his downfall is going to be his mouth and not mm. listening to people.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because he thinks the the world is his stage. The world right. is his stage. Okay, chief. What what do you think? You know, when you see this man, what do you think is the the the, the positive and 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 the downfall? What would be the downfall?
3: <clears throat> well, I, you know, Trump was making I think three hundred million dollars a year when he had his television show, The uh, Apprentice, on NBC. And uh, then the presidential elections came around. But you got to remember, Barack tore his ass up at the uh, correspondence dinner. And uh, then when it was time to for the uh, presidency back uh, a couple of years ago, he ran for the office. But in my opinion, and once again, this is my opinion, I believe he was just running just to increase the value of his brand. I don't believe that he was running to win. I think he was just running for the brand, and he was induced by that satanic-looking dude that one with the white hair with the big glasses. Um, can't think of Roger his name. Roger
0: Stone. Roger Stone. Stone.
3: Yeah, that is a very evil devil there. And him and Trump are close, and he was the one who induced Trump to uh, do that. And uh, and so he did it. He said, "The hell with it! I'll just go up here and act a damn fool and cap on these people." And to tell you the truth, you know, he ran against um, seventeen experienced uh, Republicans. And uh, here it is; they got up there and they did their normal old lies. Lives oh, I'm going to cut taxes and I'm going to help uh, bring some coal back or whatever they're going to do. And um, when you got to Trump, (coughs) he was tearing all their asses up. And he was doing it in a very comical, very comedic type way, and he was very entertaining. And he was making Bush and all the rest of them look stupid while he was calling them all stupid. And so every and then here's the other the genius part about it is he didn't have to pay a damn dime for advertising. It costs a billion dollars to successfully run for the presidency of the United States. That's a billion with a B, is in Bumblebee. A billion dollars is what it takes for advertising, travel, promotion, getting the staff and all that crap. And Trump did it for a little bit of nothing. little money paid out of chump change out of his pocket because the media was jumping all over him for interviews because they wanted to hear him say something stupid. And so the more he would say something stupid uh, about one is dull, the other one might have big ears, one is boring, or whatever. The media loved that stuff, and the people loved that stuff. And now, the, the deep south rednecks and the ones in the middle of the country, which are some of the dumbest people on earth, they said, Oh, yeah, this crap sounds so damn good. That's who we want. Because he is making us, as white folks, feel proud again. And so they don't care about the, the, the sex stuff and all the other things uh, the, the mafia, the Russians. They don't care about all that. What they cared about was the buzzwords. Make America white again. Mm -hmm. That's what they heard. And that's all they needed. All the other little side punani he was getting. They don't give a damn about that. He could have been boning the crack of dawn. They don't care. They just want to hear... Make America white again. We done had Negroes in the Oval Office for eight years going there frying chicken all over the Dacombe White House. So we want all remnants of that out of there. Give us the whitest of white up there in that White House. We don't care if you're not no politician. We don't care if you're not no uh, uh, attorney or nothing like that. We don't care what you know. We don't care what kind of storm are you bringing in. We don't care about none of that. We don't care about you and your daughter doing. We don't care about none of that. We don't care if you're a communist. We don't care about none of that, a gangster, or whatever you want to be, as long as you make America white again. They heard that. They moved on it, and they moved on it in strategic locations throughout the country. No matter how many votes he lost by that damn sorry-ass uh, uh, college, electoral college, they played the appropriate games, they played it the right way, and he went in there and got it. And that was all over from the reports I get that he was just like behind the curtains, just stunned as hell that he won this damn thing. He didn't want to be president of the damn United States. But they saw him as a tool, once again, getting back to the good and evil situation. Here is somebody who we need in the Oval Office in order to pull off this coup. Bush can't do it, uh, uh, and and those other 16, 17 people, they can't do it. All they're going to do is just come up there with the basic old status quo lies. So they just needed somebody to come up in there, Act a damn fool. Get the support of Alabama, Mississippi, and Georgia by playing the, the, the racist thing. Get the support of Middle America saying they're going to uh, uh, bring back mining coal again. So now they're feeling all good. And, 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 you, and those uh, white folks who felt that they were damaged by a black president for eight years. Now he's making them feel good. And that's all across the country. And so, therefore, blam, let's put this cat in here and let him do all this crap. But behind the scenes, they're doing what? The biggest financial transaction in the history of the world is going on right now. And there's a lot of evil people that are being removed, whether they're being arrested or whether they're uh, being uh uh, killed they're on the spots of the earthquakes you guys are getting in Southern California because they're blowing up underwater bases uh, down there the coast of Malibu and and even in various parts of the country they're blowing up underground stuff and killing up a, a lot of off-planet entities below the surface uh, of the earth and I believe that's what Alex and Lisa heard that time when they were out sailing on the boat when they were hearing voices I believe they sailed too close to one of those uh, underground bases, and they had to get out of there. So this is why Trump is there. He's being used to do a job. He doesn't want to be there. I mean, if you're living there in Manhattan and you're going to your country clubs every weekend and stuff between Florida and others, uh, places throughout the country... You don't want to give that crap up. Why do you think he goes down to Florida every weekend? He has to have some resemblance of his his, prior life. And so I'm pretty sure that he can't wait to get out of the position that he's in, because once all this is over, there's going to be a new president selected to head up the uh, new republic. Uh, here of this country and then Trump will be gone but he had a mission to do it's sort of like the, the ushering in of a whole new world
2: yeah but the thing of it is what will that world be like ladies and gentlemen you're here at T25CL Galaxy Talk right here at Roslyn's Corner of course we can have our other show that comes on during the week of course we have Monday Night with uh, Lorenzo Elvis Murphy with Compton Politics. Um, hopefully, we're getting our girl back soon. Uh, Barbara McGee, Straight Talk from the High Brush. Of course, my shows on Wednesdays, Thursday. We got Corey Jeffries with Soul Vibrations. Uh, we'll have Lisa and Alex hopefully soon with their show. Friday Night Confessions, and of course Saturday with United We. Damn, with none other than the cheap in the house, cheap in the house. And, of course, go to our website at www.t25cl.com and review all the great music. All, you know what, there's so much on our website right now. Just, just go in, just peruse, just browse through there. And, of course, five ninety five United We Stand. Trust me, you will definitely be entertained and inspired, everybody. Go to our website again, wwwt right. So, now what I want to do, I want to, I want to, I want to, there's some other stuff, so much other stuff, so much other things that I wanted to cover, but I also wanted to, you know, send out uh, our our um, condolences to the Bush family. You know, uh, we lost uh oh, Miss Barbara Bush. Um, she was a matriarch of the Republican Party dynasty and the first lady who elevated the cause of literacy. She died Tuesday, according to a statement, you know, out of her husband's office. She died in 92. Uh, but she was the only, she was only the second woman in American history to have had a husband and a son elected president. Uh, the first one was Abigail Adams. She was the first. Um, Bush was seen as a plain spokesperson, a public figure, who instantly recognized her signature white hair and pearl necklaces and earrings. She always loved that pearl. Uh, She became a major political figure as her husband, George H.W. Bush, rose to become vice president and then president. And after they left the White House, she was a a, a potent spokesman for two of her sons, George W. and Jeb, as they campaigned for the office. And she was the mother of six children of whom uh, her daughter, Robin, had died. Um, She was just a baby. She died of leukemia. But Barbara Bush raised her her fast-growing family in the 50s and the 60s. Amid the war and the post-war boom uh, of Texas and the world of the political uh, politics that you know consumed her husband, but she was right there. She was right there. She supported him. And he, she was by his side uh, nearly thirty years in that in his you know in, in his political career. And he was uh, a U.S. representative for Texas, a uh, UN uh, ambassador, uh, Republican Party chairman, ambassador to China, and a CIA director. And he then became. Long Reagan is vice president for two terms and won election to the White House in 88. And he left the, the office in 93 after losing to uh, Bill Clinton. So we just want to send out the condolences to the first lady who has passed away, Miss Barbara Bush, dying at 92. All right. So I want to make a little change here because I know everybody's read about Starbucks in the news, right? Uh, look here. Look at it, y'all. <laughs> if it ain't one thing, it's something else. Okay. And I know everybody heard about this. Okay. Uh, about the two gentlemen. Okay. Who were arrested there. They were just there sitting, you know, waiting for their friend in one of these restaurants. Um, and uh, the manager called and said, You got to leave. And they said, No, we don't have to leave. Why don't we have to leave? And of course, she called the police. And. Everything else gets on, goes viral. Okay, even a white man stood up and said, "Well, they was just sitting there waiting, you know." Um, but that wasn't the first time because there was another incident when a young man he said uh, he wanted to use the restroom and and they told him he couldn't use it because he wasn't buying anything. Uh, he videotaped it because another white gentleman came in, used the restroom, and he asked him. He said, "Did you buy anything?" He said, "No." So he they gave you the code so you can use the restroom. He said, "Yeah." So she, he goes back and comes to the manager, okay? Why would you let him in without buying anything and give him the code? But you wouldn't let me go in without buying anything and wouldn't give me the code. So there you go with Starbucks. So now Starbucks is uh, they're behind his own line. But let me read this article, okay, because Starbucks plans to close more than 8,000 U.S. stores. Several hours next month, starting on May 29th, to conduct racial basis training for nearly 175,000 of their workers. This comes after two black men were arrested in one of its stores in Philadelphia. So uh, that 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 is it, that was has taken place. now announcement follows an uproar, you know, after the arrest of these two black men who were willing, who were just waiting for a friend. And the store manager called the police. So the training, like I said, is going to be May 29th for over 175,000 workers in Starbucks, y'all. Come on now. This CEO is on a mission, all right? So this CEO, which is Kevin Johnson, said, I spent the last few days in Philadelphia with my leadership team, listening to the community, learning what we did wrong and the steps we need to take to fix it while this is not limited to starbucks we committed to being a part of the solution closing our stores for racial bias training is just one step in a journey that requires dedication from every level of our company and partnerships in our local community starbucks says that training will be developed with you know guidelines from experts including former Attorney General Eric Holder. And everybody remembers Eric Holder. Uh, Cheryl Lynn Ilfill, the president of the NAACP Legal Defense and Educational Fund, and Jonathan uh, Greenblatt, CEO of the anti Defamation League, will also help design the program as will executives from the Equal Justice Initiative and Demos. The Progressive Think Tank. So the expert will also review the effectiveness of the training. Now, my question is, will it be effective? Will it be effective? You see, these two men just entered the Starbucks store, okay, and just asked to use the bathroom. Now, needless to say, that manager is gone. She she lost her got, lost her job, okay? She lost her job. So the situation goes on and on and on. But then, check this out. There are fake Starbucks coupons circulating around purporting to offer free coffee to African-Americans on making their rounds on social media. Okay, The voucher, believed to be a hate-filled prank created by the white supremacy movement, Features a, qu- a, 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 a QR code that, when scanned, reveals the N word. Check that out. So you know he has some 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 high techies going there and create this code. Okay. The bogus cer- uh, the bogus uh, certificate surfaced Wednesday amid the the, the legitimate calls from, for a boycott over over Starbucks uh, and his decision to phone a 911 to have police arrested. Uh, who arrested the two black men at the downtown Philadelphia location? Because, because they hadn't bought anything that day. But as these forty coupons, as for these coupons, this is completely false and in no way associated with Starbucks. This is what a spokesman said of of the chain. They cannot be redeemed in our stores. So, but so, but damage is done, right? Damage is done. So the so-called let's, let's talk coupons reads, we're sorry. We know we can do better. Starbucks values all people of color and we are working on employee sensitivity training. The best dialogue starts over a cup of coffee and we'd like to buy you one. They replaced it with this type of coupon, okay? So the apology and the reference to having open conversations about racism are references to the real action Starbucks has taken. Like the CEO, Kevin Johnson, has you know, he apologized last week over the incident and the company announced the plans, like I said, to close all these stores. Okay? Eight thousand. And maybe that many in this country. Eight thousand, might be more. But only in the United States, y'all, okay? Only in this gold country, USA, are we still fighting this racism. It goes on and on and on, everybody. I I I don't know, you know, what the solutions will be. Who will come to the forefront and be that savior? Um, but we know forty-five is not it. So before I do close out tonight, I, I want some um, some some feedback or whatever may be on your mind. Uh, before we close out, uh, because next week we're going to have our guest uh, who's telling us about her upcoming movie. Julia Beasley is called Baby Girl. Uh, we're going to have Dr. Larry Carnes who's going to be coming on our show, who's going to be telling us about his journey to Nigeria and all uh, his, uh, um, you know, all that has transpired there. Because uh, he said he's having a great, great time. And then, of course, my girl Sandra Velasquez down there in, in the BA, uh, ATL. She's doing her thing with her movie as well. So we got some great shows coming up soon. And, and uh, of course, I want to talk to uh, my people in the entertainment world. I'm going to have uh, Miss uh, Brenda Lee Egger. who's going to be coming on, talking about her eskibase and what she's been doing. Also, Oren Waters. Who's been affiliated with major, major industry? Of course, you know, the Waters who have um, sang background music for major movies such as, uh, you know, Avatar. And if you think of a major movie, they have been the background vocals for the music of those backgrounds. Um, the award shows and the Grammys that they have been able to, that they have been a part of. And also, um, Maxine and Julia. Had been uh touring with Neil Diamond for a number of years. So we're gonna have some great shows coming up pretty soon, guys. So just hold on, hold on, okay? And then I wanna get Mr. Lenny Williams back on. Of course, we had him a couple of years ago. Want to get him back on. And then um, of course, T25CL. We're looking to do our show. Oh my God. Come on, Chief. We gotta do Latin Jazz with Taste. Of soul. we gotta get mm-hmm. that going. We gotta get that. Scripted. we got to get you know all we got the we've got the entertainment we've got I'm the work the artist yeah get our sponsors and finance what what do you think chief what do you
1: think
3: oh that's what I know we're gonna make it do what it do i'm taking I'm taking care of what I do and it's it's gonna be all right we're gonna do Latin jazz with a touch of soul and a many more we're gonna do it it's gonna be all right
2: Y'all heard that? You heard it from the chief, from the yeah. top. all right? We are definitely going to make this happen. Man, I'm ready to put my hands to the plow, y'all, okay? And, of course, we're going to get Lisa and Alex out there to do they do, too, because they're going to start promoting and uh, marketing and all that kind of good stuff. Right, girls? <laughs> definitely. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you've been here at T25CL, Galaxy Talk Radio, Do you have
1: any parting uh, comments, Lisa? Um, Well, just great show tonight. And uh, regarding the Starbucks incident, I'm sure everyone, you know, has seen it by now because it's gone pretty much viral on every social media platform out there. But um, I just think that this is just one more incident that shows that there is a cost for being black. You know, there's a black tax. I'm sure we've all heard of that. And there's a cost. Be being black and moving around and in America and pretty much around the world now. It's just how it is. So it wasn't shocking, but, you know, it just brings more awareness to the situation that we're in.
2: Exactly. But you, the question needs to be asked, when is it okay to kick somebody out of the store, you know, if we're just sitting there? Is it okay to kick them out of the store? I don't think so. Okay. Okay, Alex, go ahead. Last comment. Uh,
0: yeah, as always um it's a great show. Um always great topics, um thought-provoking and um just a note on the Starbucks situation. It's it's just um it's just as Lisa said, another evidence of of the lack of respect for the black skin in America and I mean not only America because of, I, I hear about it all over the world. I mean, no matter where you go, I mean, we've done some travels ourselves and, you know, we were in Singapore and couldn't even get a cab because of our black skin. So, you know, it's not just here, it's everywhere. And we got to wonder what is it, what's going to have to happen for for there to be a change? I mean, you know, me personally, I'm radical. You know, I'm like, we just not going to take their crap anymore pretty much. And, and once we, we start taking their crap, and, and stop being docile and stop forgiving people, then, then that's what you, you can't forgive people. Because if you forgive somebody one time, they're going to shame on you. You forgive somebody two times, and it's it's a wrap. You can't you can't keep forgiving people doing the same thing. It's not going to work.
2: Yep. Dust your hands off and just go in the opposite direction, all right? Okay, Chief, I'm going to let you wrap it up.
3: Well, with the Starbucks issue, I I don't believe that those orders came from the top of the country where that was a corporate mandate. I don't believe, right, because I think that Starbucks is a very community oriented company. I just think that they had a bad seed in their company, Mm -hmm. just like uh, damn near probably every company uh, in this country. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's a... There's a whole lot of racist people in this country, and guess what? A lot of them do have jobs. They're working somewhere. They may be sitting next to you at your place of employment. And so it just so happens that um, this um, one uh, lady, she was a racist, and and she uh, wasn't trained in racial sensitivities. And there's just no telling what... Her background was no telling what happens when she goes home at night. It's no telling what was happen happened when she was a child and coming up. What was put inside of her head? And so, um, in my opinion, she should have been arrested. And and why would the police even arrest somebody under those circumstances? Mm-hmm, if mm-hmm. you know. She should have been the one um, that's detained, because I did hear a report yesterday she's done this before. And, and so, no, those brothers should not have been arrested. This woman should be blasted all over the media for who she is and for what she is. And, um, and it's one other thing, too. Now, if you remember in Florida, when they had those shootings, those two little uh, young high school white dudes, how they were getting publicity. Bill Maher called them out, flew them out to L.A. to be on his show, gave them a lot of pub, and they've been on a couple of other shows. Let's see if these brothers that were arrested get uh, called into Bill Maher in late night shows or boring uh, shows or weekend shows, let's see if they get some attention on them, just like the two little young whiters did in, in, in Florida. Gave them a whole lot of pub. They called for a rally and got a million people together in two weeks' time. And somebody paid for all of that. Somebody mm-hmm. paid for the camera. Somebody paid for the lighting. Somebody paid for the sound. I mean, what if we had some action like that Whereas we can get a theater and somebody's going to pay for the camera team, the lighting and the sound and, and all of that? These two little young white dudes, they got all of that. So now what's going to happen with these young brothers? Are they going to get called in on these television shows? And are they going to be able to... Uh, assimilate and get people together to bring awareness to these type of issues. And and so if anything, with Starbucks and any other uh, company in the country, they just maybe need to do some uh, sensitivity training. Because I remember about a year or so ago, um, Starbucks was doing something where they wanted their employees to communicate more with the customers. You guys remember that? And I think they wanted them to talk about racism and these sort of things. This was about a year or so ago when they did that, and yeah, so I never, I so. yeah, yeah, I never heard too too much about what happened. But I'll I'll find out from some people who worked there. But um, but no, let's see what happens with these brothers, and let's see if they get uh, out there when I do my show Saturday. If anybody hears of anything that they did, get some television time somewhere, got some degree of respect because they are the damaged party. And this girl here, I guarantee you, some some white supremacist company is probably calling her now and, and maybe offering her uh, uh, jobs. Yeah. Right now. And and, mm-hmm. and that's the, the way that they uh, uh, do it. Uh, like that white dude down in Florida that shot, uh, what's his name, Trayvon? Mm-hmm. And out the white folks across the country rallied and raised hundreds of thousands of dollars for his legal defense.
2: Sure did. Sure did. Sure.
3: And so they know how to come together to support their races. But what about the victims of the racism? Who's going to be there to support them? And so uh, these brothers definitely have an open platform. They can come on t 25 CL. Uh, GameStop uh-huh. Radio, anytime they so desire. So, um, but now let's keep an eye on that. And let's just see if, if they get the same treatment that the two little young white dudes from Florida got.
2: How much you bet? How much you want to bet that uh, and I'm not a betting woman? That it'll fade away in the dark. Yeah.
3: Uh, yeah. Look, been yeah here they're gonna sensitize it.
2: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You here at T25CL Entertainment? Here, yeah, Roswell's Corner. I, I had a I had a quick a quick before I close out before I close out, guys. This has been uh, uh kind of uh, something that I I've, I've kind of put to the side, but I I really um have been hearing a lot about this lately. Bitcoin. Now this is this is a question. This is a question. Is it a new currency? That will render all other state-backed currencies irrelevant? These are questions that was asked. Or is it another attempt at an alternative currency that will ultimately fail? And the statement was said that no one knows for certain, but there's no doubt that there hasn't been a currency that's disruptive in over 100 years. And investors looking to get in on the big next thing, what they call it, you know are flocking to Bitcoin. Now of course, few folks even know what few folks even know what a Bitcoin is, how it works, or how it even got started. So we're wondering, you know they they said, they said there's a there's a, a beginner's guide to Bitcoin, um, you know what the Bitcoin is, how to use it, how to trade it, uh, where to get it, uh, which companies will take it as a form of currency. Uh, what you can buy or sell with it, and the future of Bitcoin as an actual legitimate currency and investment opportunity. I'll, you know what I would like to do um, at one of these shows is really talk about the the Bitcoins and the dinar and you know anything outside the American currency that is making an impact on the global economy. Can we do that, Chief? One day.
3: You know, we we've been doing it but we've been saying it in a very coded type of way. Um, but in in short, yeah, the, uh-huh. the Bitcoin has just been traded. I mean I can say here, take my in- I'll give you my uh ink pen for your automobile and if you accept it, that's what all the bitcoin is. There's nothing backing it. And once the G C R happens, the Bitcoin's gonna go away. It's gonna disappear. Mm. Because there's nothing yeah, there's nothing backing it at all, and it's not Basel 3 compliant whatsoever. And so it's cool for right now before this GCR thing jumps off and and reports I'm getting. This is just another cabal-type thing anyway. And so, uh, no, it's going to stop as soon as the GCR button is hit and it's imminent. Any day now is going to be hit. The all this computer currency that you're referencing is going to disappear and go away. It's going to be the international currencies, the global currencies is where the investment is. Oh, crap. Okay.
2: All right. Well, I, you know, I, I know it's been uh, out there for a minute, but um, – yeah, that would make a great topic, talking about, you know, the change and what else global currency. Uh, well, ladies and gentlemen, of course, you've been here at T25CL, Galaxy Talk Radio. And listen, go to our website at www.t25cl.com. You can also listen to all the radio shows that have been recorded. Um, and look, enjoy it. Listen to it. You'll be very well informed, entertained, and, you know, what? just want to listen in. So we just want to thank everyone who joined us tonight. Um, And, of course, the show uh, tomorrow we'll have uh, Corey Jeffers at Soul Vibrations. And then uh, United We Stand on Saturday with none of this, Andre Ward. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we thank you for joining us tonight. Thank you, Alex, Lisa, as always, my faithful listeners. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. And, of course, Chief, we thank you as well, sir. Peace. Peace out. Have a great
1: one, guys. <laughs> okay. Bye. Lucky Land
0: Casino asking
1: people, "What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?"
2: Lucky in line at the deli,
0: I guess. Ah ha! In my dentist's office.